Yes, yes, yes. We are back. Just like Cam Newton said, Styles and Watkins back for the first time. Back like we never left. And we got a lot to talk about. We got Simone behind the glass today holding it down so you know we're going to have some good tunes. All right. A lot to talk about. The Kings losing. The Kings winning. The Niners destroying. And people getting fired. And also, the Raiders. Should we play their games? Is CBS making the right moves? I never would have thought that the Raiders would catch a stray on a game where at the time when things started popping, they were actually winning. And, you know, my my dad came up and we were hanging out. Took him, we were in Doco. And by the time I got, it's a seven-minute drive from Doco to where I'm at, right, where mm-hmm. I'm living out here. And... By the time I got home, it went from 14 nothing to 14-14. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but a lot to get into with it. Today, we have our guy, Emil Fergoso, at 11 to talk Niners. A lot of Kings talk, the in-season tournament. Does it matter now? Does it matter yet? And yes, we got to do it. Draymond Green, he's talking again just because water is wet and the sky is blue and Draymond Green will continue to keep talking too. Chris, how was your break? You look refreshed. You look ready to go. Thank you. And that's what I like to see. Yeah, I feel both of those things. I, uh, you know, I, I was telling everybody last week I was heading down to Long Beach for for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Got in at a reasonable time Great. yesterday, so didn't have to deal with any traffic. So yeah, I'm feeling feeling refreshed. I took a nap yesterday uh, during uh, during the opening games because there was just nothing good. I literally I was in the car ride home mm-hmm. and I opened up the NFL the the red zone and yeah. I looked at the slate of games and I was like. I would much rather just sit here in silence yeah. for the next four hours mm-hmm. than uh, than tune into these early morning games and then uh, like twenty minutes later I cut them back on. But nonetheless, I, yeah. it was uh, besides the slate of games. It was a, it was a great Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm glad to hear that uh, you and your family enjoyed Sacramento for of their course. first holiday. Of course, it was great. Had everybody come up and enjoy themselves. Simone, did you have a good Thanksgiving holiday? I did. It was wonderful. Good morning, everyone. So, did you end up? Did you end up ever going out the day before, or did you? God, that was so long did you ago. Avoid, no, that right. feels did you, like did a you that avoid was people? so long ago. No, I didn't do that. Friendsgiving, the Wednesday, you yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I didn't yeah. do that. You anything. kept it chill. No, it was chill. All right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, I had a big early flight on Thursday morning. Oh yeah, and oh, I've never right. flown for the holidays. I've always done the holidays here in Sacramento, mm-hmm. so I was, you know, I was just towing the line. Well, I'm glad everybody. Got back, and we are ready to rock and roll. As we also talk about Sac State, who won their first round FCS playoffs. Jason Ross doing doing his thing as Shout usual. Out. And I know there was a little bit of, I guess, get back there because people were saying, well, UC Davis beat Sac State, and Sac right. State got in, and UC Davis didn't. So Sac State had to go out there and prove that they meant to be there, and they – and they take down North Dakota, who I know is always in the mix. So yeah. good on Sac State, holding it down, stingers up as always. And you're you're completely right, Chris. So again, we love pulling back the curtain here on Styles and Watkins because on a day like today, when we sit down and do the rundown, there's so much to talk about. We don't know really where to start. We're very excited. We haven't seen each other. And because, you know, we spent a lot of time together. We hadn't seen each other in a couple of days. We don't know where to start. So I guess the best way to do this is chronologically. Probably easiest. And, and really to see the Kings, and we started off with 
what would have been a conversation about moral victories, I think, after the Kings lose to the Pelicans right. last week, and it looked good. We got to talk about Trey Lyles. The Trey Bays got to be feeling Come good. Come on now. Because Trey Lyles, I mean, we, we were talking about maybe overstating yeah. how big his contribution would be. We may have understated it, <laughs> the way so. he's been playing right now. And, you know, you talk. we fired up the Trey Generator. I'm not saying you don't need to – Put, you need to put it away, but Trey Lyles has come out like he has something to prove, and he said, hey, I really want to contribute to this team. But going back to that Kings-Pelicans game where he first showed up, what was your initial takeaway yeah. just from that game in general? Yeah, no, that game in general was, I mean, obviously there was going to be a ton of eyes on it after they completely just crapped the bet on Monday. And, mm. and you know, Wednesday I think was was more about the the effort that they were going to display yeah. more so than, than the actual result. I think – you know, a lot of people on Wednesday and Tuesday after that Monday game were saying, well, let's wait until to see how they play on Wednesday to overall determine how we're going to view these two New Orleans yeah. games. And, you know, they, they did lose them both. But I think the fact that they came out in that second game and showed a lot better effort. I mean, there was a there was a period in that game, if I remember correctly, where the, where the Pelicans had a, a pretty substantial lead. And then Trey Lyles entering in in that fourth quarter, they they went on a huge run brought that game closer, and then, you know, inevitably the the Pelicans did get the result, but the Kings fought, and that's mm-hmm. really the main thing that that just I couldn't get over from Monday was after those two Houston games, I just I couldn't believe that they went out again and showed such little effort. And mm-hmm. so, you know, again, I, I thought in that first Pelicans game there was a lot of signs of real problems, not just the fact that they weren't giving effort, but – they didn't have anyone to stop Zion. They didn't have anyone to bring, to stop Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. I think those problems still ended up being real things on Wednesday, which is ultimately why they didn't win. But I, I would say the result was better. And so looking back on the road trip now from from all the way out of it, Kings go 4-2. and two. It would have been nice if they could have picked up one of those two Pelican games, obviously. But, you know, before the road trip even started, we were having conversations of three and three is probably baseline successful. Yeah. Going four and two is is definitely an accomplishment for that road trip. So right. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, even though, yeah, those two games against New Orleans, you know, I, 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 you would have hoped that one of those would have gone in the Kings' favor. And it's funny because we sit here and, you know, not to say that we're always going to predict, predict things correctly. I, I did have four and two. You wanted to have yeah, four and two, but hey, let's just be a little bit optimistic they here. Gone five yes, I also you, had them no losing excuse. to the Lakers yep. and they smacked the Lakers. So, I mean, for the Kings, so much happened to go four and two on that road trip with a back to back. In that mix with some just great wins. Yeah. You beat LeBron and AD, nationally televised game. You end it then by going on and beating the T-Wolves. And you know, you're you're missing Keegan. So right. you're you're every time they do something, we're sitting here saying, best win of the year, best mm-hmm. win of the year. We continue to have that conversation. Now, sometimes we keep on having the conversation of worst loss of the year. Yeah. But on <laughs> the on the flip side, to to do what they did against the Pelicans, to yeah. show out and to say, hey. You know, we're not going down like some punks, yeah. okay? And we're going to come out, and we're going to give it our all. And then after that, you got Trey, again, Trey Trey's in a row. I mean, that was ridiculous. And then after that, to go on and beat the Red Hot Timberwolves, first L at home for the T-Wolves, and now they hold their destiny in their hands. And, of course, who's it against? The Warriors. So, I guess 
Well, I, you know, whenever we tease, we like to come through with the tease. So Dave had asked us before his show ended, is Draymond Green good for the league? Yeah. And the easy answer here is yes. I think so. Right? Yeah, is there I anybody so. who... Is there anybody who truly thinks Draymond isn't good for the league? For the league in total, yeah. Like there's, there's, like even if you don't like his antics, even mm-hmm. if you think he's too much, even if you think he's just a role player who's way overrated and is only you know part of conversation because he's got all these rings. Undeniably, he brings your attention and clearly drives out emotion from mm-hmm. the league, and that's just that's always like good publicity, bad publicity. Yes. It's all the same. I think Draymond is like the perfect embodiment of that. It doesn't really matter why you're talking about him. The point is that you're talking about him and he's at the forefront of conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make you watch, even if it is hate watch, because yes. as we all know, 50% of the people who watch you are going to love your stuff. And 50% of the people are going to hate watch you. Right. And that's, that's what Draymond thrives on. And, and, you know, I, I, I don't even see how he could be like if he if he really does like the chokehold wasn't great but if no. he starts turning like actively violent yes sure, that's a different conversation but right right now I mean Draymond's pretty much as as good of a sports villain as you could have right now he he knows how to tote the line I think there are definitely people specifically with the. Sacramento Kings fan base that say sure. he's gone over the line. You got to go over the line. But they're, though, right, sometimes they're different versions go, of you know. going over the line, <laughs> exactly. though, right? So Draymond to going over the villain. line is is anybody's life in danger? I don't think so, right? And and I've watched the compilation; <laughs> yeah. it's everywhere, and he's tackling people. There's groin shots. There's yeah. a lot of things, but actually. Hey man, this guy, this guy could really like yeah. when when people are in the air. I would say the Dylan Brooks thing with GP two sure. was maybe more egregious than honestly anything that Draymond has done. Yeah, I would say in terms of like GP two could have really been. He's in the air, right? Yeah. Draymond will hold on to you before you get in the air, which yeah. is a flagrant in a different way. But I do think he's very now the the. The sternum stomp, I think, was definitely <laughs> not great. No, I mean that one. It's not saying the actions you could argue are, that yeah, one, yeah. right? Because you could have. I mean, that's Draymond's a big boy. You could crack a rib no, doing something like do that. that. So he definitely has crossed it, Absolutely. right? But to your point, sometimes you do have to cross it. And now we we have sound from Draymond. We'll get into that as well. But to answer our guy Dave's question, definitely good for the league. And I think the league needs more of it. As we talked to Emil Fergoso, because I know it's technically still week, what is it, week 12 in the NFL. So it's not Eagles week yet. But for the Niners, week 11. But it is Eagles week. It's it's the last week for Frank Wright, because that dude got canned. We'll talk about how quickly – triggers get pulled and if it's almost too quick with the hook for some of these coaches how much how much leash should you give them but the eagles when the eagles play all day long all i hear or all everything the nfl is what is the nfl is helping out the eagles again the refs are helping out the eagles again over and over again so we'll talk about just why the NFL would be doing that. I just want to hear from people because everybody has things to say. Mm-hmm. But you are now hate-watching the Eagles the same way you used to hate-watch the Cowboys, and you still hate-watch the Cowboys. Yep. And now, in terms of Draymond and Dylan Brooks, somebody had to take the mantle away from LeBron because, to me, he lost his villain streak when he went back to Cleveland. After mm-hmm. he went back to Cleveland, there was a new sheriff in town because the Warriors were coming up, yep. and Draymond hadn't even that. Well, that 2016 when the three won, I think that was when 
LeBron stopped being a villain. Yeah. And even in the that's even when with Draymond, the Lakers, that's actually the transfer of yeah, power right there. Exactly. I mean, Draymond kicks him, and then it turns from. Don't, don't forget, the on the way, Draymond LeBron. had kicked Stephen Adams in right? that same place, so he yep. was kicking everybody. Yep. Right on the way, and then Draymond or then LeBron steps over him. So there has to be villains. You have to watch with emotion. If you yep. don't watch, and that's the problem with Major baseball League Baseball too. right yep. now. Exactly. You got nobody. Nope. You got nobody. So got to get to a break. When we get back, a lot to talk about the Raiders, the decision. Carmichael Dave was complaining. People were complaining. Oh, I got red zone, but I'm still going to complain about this. I got Sunday ticket, but I'm still going to complain. Do the Raiders still reign true in the Bay Area, or should we be playing other games that kind of sort of connect to the Niners in Week 11? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. We are back from a nice break. I hope everybody enjoyed their holiday, and it's the holiday season now. I don't know if your Christmas music is rocking yet. Chris, is your Christmas music rocking? Not yet, but I do love Christmas music. My girlfriend's not a fan, so oh man, yeah, it's uh, it's how you work through that. Um. I just don't play it. It's. I mean, I can live without it, but it's. I enjoy it. Like it does. It I makes me happy. In a like corner, in a, in a corner. Yeah, yeah. you just your, got the AirPods. Air yeah. 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 Just, just rocking out to Mariah Carey. Simone, I don't even gotta ask. I know you like Christmas music. Yeah. That's. I can I just like tell. It. Yeah, I like it. You All don't right. have to. You don't have to downplay it. I'm unorthodox. I like. Die Hard is my Christmas movie. Sure. I, wow. We always go through this, but yeah, yeah I'm. I'm unorthodox. So then, what's your favorite Christmas song? Mm, off top, I want to go with like Santa Baby. I like getting that's things. That's not unorthodox. Yeah, yeah. That that I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. No, that checks out to me. <laughs> Christmas that, in Harlem. Or yeah, something right, like right. <laughs> no, no, no. no I take it back. DMX. Oh, oh. We will, we will no, get to that. Yeah. Once we get to December, that, that's my. That might be how we kick off December. But yeah. we will <laughs> yes. get to that. We will also get to Emil Fergoso at eleven. Sacktown Sports 49ers insider to talk about Niners Eagles and Niners taking care of business against the Seahawks the battle of the turkey leg the Niners got their turkey back they got their lick back and they got their turkey back as well as we talk about the Niners and also get to the Raiders so Rod Brooks who does the pre and post for NBC Sports Bay Area He's longtime guy, been in the radio industry, but longtime Bay Area kind of media guy. This was his tweet from yesterday. Hey, at CBS Sports, stop being lazy and pandering to the few remaining Raider fans in the Bay Area by continuing to show Raider games. They don't matter in all caps. Bill's Eagles is significantly more important to fans in Northern California. So there was a lot of back and forth on this. This opened a can of worms. I initially thought things were just kind of based on your where you are, your your area, right? Your location. And then somebody said, or somebody, you know, tagged me and said, hey, actually, they haven't shown, CBS has not shown all Raider games. They so have this not. was a cognizant choice by CBS to play this game over Bill's Eagles. And I have a lot of thoughts. I know you have a lot of thoughts. If you, the listeners, have a lot of thoughts as well, 916-339-1140, because there are still a lot of Raider fans out here, number one. And number two, I just found it funny to choose this game, right? Number one, the timing of it was funny because I'm pretty sure when he posted it, I think the Raiders were winning even 7 nothing to 14 or 14-0. That's yeah. number one. And number two, you have – there are so many other games with the Raiders to complain about. Yes. This one is funny to me because you have two of the biggest stars 
in the NFL right now in Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are going up against a rival. Now, people, oh, people were hitting me up. Is it a rival if you haven't won? Uh, if, if Alabama, and they just played, Auburn wasn't even ranked. Right. Everybody was watching Alabama-Auburn. Yeah. Okay, so I don't want to hear that. So to me, it was a funny time to, to have that take. Whether it's a valid take or not, it depends right. on who you ask. That's number one. And number two, my issue with it is besides just buy Sunday ticket, right? Or, buy, yeah, literally just buy Sunday ticket and there's problem solved. My other issue is we're talking about this. I know that the Niners have an eye on the Eagles, but it's week 11. Yep. It's the same. Yes, it's your same conference right it's the you know you're in the nfc but we're not even talking about the seahawks in a race with the seahawks we're not even talking about your division and it's week 11 i get that it was a really good game ends up going and you got to watch overtime so stop complaining (laughs) because the game was over so to me it was just awkward timing and yeah i'm gonna take it there chris in a year where Oakland A's fans have had a rough go, you, you lost the Warriors, which a lot of people don't even discuss, they don't, no, right? Because they stayed in the Bay Area. They stayed in the Bay, right? But they were they stopped wearing those town jerseys, oh, I'll tell you did. that much. They only wear San Francisco jerseys now. So you lost the Warriors, you lost the Raiders, now you lost the A's, and it just felt like punching down a bit because it's just like, look, you Niner fans, you guys are all feeling good. Cut the check. Yeah. Watch an NFL Sunday ticket. And Carmichael Dave, he was complaining about it as well. Niner if, fan. If, <laughs> Niner fan. If you, I get where you're coming from in terms of, yes, it was the better game. Yeah, for it sure. It was just a funny time to complain about it because Raiders Chiefs in the line of stinkers isn't even close to some of the stinkers that yeah. they could have been playing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that it's – it's just dismissive to all the Raider fans that are still here. Like the Raider, the Raider fans didn't leave. They, right. they, they all still stayed here. They love the team here mm-hmm. in Sacramento. They don't care that it's over in in Nevada or in Vegas now. Yeah. Like it, it's all the same to them. And I understand why Niner fans would be upset. And you could argue maybe they do have a fair argument. Like that 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 Bills Eagles game is an incredible game, and of course more people would want to see it, but at the end of the day it's a business and cbs is thinking yeah. okay this is i'm gonna put this in the market there's still a ton of people mm-hmm. who care about the raiders there because again the fans didn't leave the team did so there's still the interest there plus you get the chiefs so you get casual observers who are going to tune it it and it's a divisional rival right like so again for everybody who's still liking the raiders in the area you still are going to care about that rivalry it shouldn't be yeah maybe in 10 years or something when mm-hmm. the raiders move and there's not or when the raiders move is more distant and not a, not the same amount of people care maybe it makes a lot more sense to just kind of rip off the band-aid at that point but you know i think at this point you're gonna cbs probably just views it as we're going to get tons of viewers there, and let's just bank that in instead of taking a risk. And, yeah, there's going to be Niner fans who are interested in that and just general NFL fans who are mm-hmm. interested, but it doesn't guarantee that same number that probably Raiders and Chiefs get. All the games that happened yesterday, I would imagine that that Chiefs-Raiders game did not do nearly as poorly as a lot of people no that were talking no smack way. yesterday would like to believe. I just I don't think it will. That's number one. And number two, I just think it's a bit of a moot point because why in the world would any if you got a la because where we're headed is okay we're always going to give you the best games yep. right those are always prime, those are always going to be prime time time always the nfl television. has to make money they are they are making money off sunday ticket yeah. why would i buy sunday ticket right 
Uh, to be honest, you know who loses money whenever they buy Sunday ticket? Cowboys fans. <laughs> Why would a Cowboys fan buy Sunday ticket? You're on prime time right. every other week. Yep. You know what I mean? So you really don't have to. So if 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 they played every great game yeah. during a slot where everybody is able to watch it, why would anybody pay for Sunday ticket? It's a fantastic point because this is not ESPN Plus. That's the ESPN no. Plus business model is, hey, you want to watch Sac State mm-hmm. against North Dakota? Well, guess what? We don't have it on ESPN proper, but right. we've got all those extras. So yeah. if you want to watch extra games or games that might not be, come over to ESPN Plus. That's not what NFL Sunday ticket right. is about. NFL Sunday ticket is if you want to watch the best games, if you want to see everything and not just things we give you, you got like it. It makes all the sense from the marketing just, perspective. Come on, as well. people! It's just like you gotta. Sometimes I know you, you hate to hear it, but sometimes it literally just comes down to the money, and it it makes a lot of sense. And again, of course, maybe it's it's the more intriguing national game, and maybe even you know casual yeah. non Raider fans or non Niner. And everybody wants the Eagles to lose. Would want everybody's to see tuning that game, in to watch the Eagles lose. It's it's no. I'm sorry, but it just like you said, I, I would say that this Raiders specific game is the Raiders Chiefs game is not the specific one to point out. First of all, people are actually people are actually forgetting that the Raiders are still in the hunt. They they're barely in the hunt, yeah. but they're still no, in the they're hunt. In it. So we're they're acting like the Raiders it. have two wins here, yeah. and then you have the Chiefs. Chris, I would even uh, the way people were reacting yesterday was as if it was. Week 18, right? And if the Eagles win, the Niners get the the two seed. Right. If the Eagles, that's a different argument. If we're having this conversation yeah, in yeah. week 18. A clinching situation. A clinching situation. Yep. And you're playing a team. You're, the Chiefs have already clinched their division. And they're playing the lowly Raiders who are out of the mix, right? Last week of the season. I, I completely agree with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. But it's week 11. 12. It is it's week, week 12. 12. You were right the first time. It's week 12. What are we talking about? Yeah. What are we talking about? 916-339-1140 from the 707. What's up, guys? Andre from Napa. My question is talking about the regional map for broadcasting for CBS. Literally, the whole western half of the country was watching the Kansas wow. City and Raiders game, not just Northern California. Go. Yeah. So that was a decision they made. It's Patrick Mahomes and Travis yeah. Kelsey going up against a Raider team who are silly. They... The victory cigars, you know, still invigorated, feeling sure. good with Antonio Pierce. So it was just a weird time to have that take. Have the Raiders, I don't know, have the Raiders play the Bucks or something and complain about right. that. Also, or be upset about, yeah, can't they flex games? Start, I thought starting last week they could have started flexing games, if I'm not mistaken, right. in those primetime spots. Like, we just saw the, at the time, what were they, four and six or four and seven Chargers? They were playing last night against the Ravens. Maybe move that game over to a to a earlier time slot and put the the Chiefs I, I, or the put the uh, the Eagles game on primetime. I don't, I don't know if that's exactly how it works, yeah. but like there's ways that there's they ways there's ways they could have gotten around. No, of course. And the last thing I'll say is I know it was different because for whatever reason Fox had Denver. And Cleveland, that was the funniest thing to me. There's a turf war going on on CBS because of, oh, should the Raiders be playing? Meanwhile, you know that Homelander meme from the boys where he's just like, oh, no one's coming down my road. But meanwhile, it's Denver and Cleveland on Fox, and nobody is complaining about that. Why is that game on? Why is that game on? And I I get, you know, I don't know how all the purchasing works of the different – 
networks and things like that. But there should have been more people upset about that game because that game literally has no pull out here. we got to get to a break. When we get back, we'll talk about who impressed you the most over Thanksgiving. You got Sac State, you got the Kings, you got the Niners, or other. Maybe a high school team balled out for you. <laughs> Let us know. 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... It's gone time! He is amazing. He is amazing. They just do not want to go away. Jake Elliott. Oh, my goodness. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports taking up to 2 p.m. That was incredible. I mean, I think we're all sitting there, or you were probably still in the car watching it, and nobody was at 59 yards. It was ridiculous. And nobody thought that. In the rain. And he was... I think he was, he hadn't missed in that situation hey. about 50, 50, 50 or more in a, in a tying mm-hmm. or game-winning situation. And he still, he drilled it. Because that thing started low. Crazy. I'm thinking, that's a doinker. Yeah. Well, I don't even know <laughs> if it's going to even make, make it. it. Right. So that was incredible. And I hate to use the, you know, well, actually, I do love my overused sports terms. But you hate to use the term team of destiny. But the way the Eagles have won some of these games have been ridiculous. It's gross. And I don't – I think on the flip side of that, they've been playing with fire a lot. Yeah. And you know sure. I got ties out there. We had Chase Sr. on before the break who covers the Eagles and the Niners. He's also from the Philadelphia area for Chat Sports. And I got I got some ties out there from my, from my days at T for Temple U – and my, my buddies are already hitting the group chat. You know, Brock Purdy could never. And all all these things about Jalen Hurts. I said, I'll tell you what. Y'all better not go down two scores against the Niners. Yep. Okay? You're not – you cannot the, – the Bills – look at that record. Your, your record is who, who it says you are, right? And the Bills, that's a mess. The teams that you've kind of – the Chiefs aren't, but the Chiefs have had some issues here – do not think that you can go down – and maybe I'm wrong, but do not think you can go down two scores against the Niners. I just – I don't trust that defense. I don't trust the secondary for the Eagles. I know Darius yeah. Slay is pretty good, but I just – I don't think they have any answer for the physicality of Debo and the physicality of really George Kittle. I think that Brandon Ayuk might have some issues because he's very – you know, he is a your typical wide – very good, but he is the most right. traditional wide receiver. I think – the Eagles can game plan for him the best. Debo, you can't game plan for. No. You can game plan for McCaffrey, but I think it's the fact that you have four guys you have to worry about. And what we've seen with the Eagles offensively, Jalen Hurts had 33 yards after the first half. You can't, can't do that. You cannot do no. that against the Niners. You can't. They will they will make it hurt. And I just feel as much as they have that great tandem, don't forget that the Eagles, these tight ends have had a rough go. The Eagles missing Dallas Goddard. So they've been trying to yep, work around work, that, yeah. you know. And what I've seen with the Eagles is honestly, AJ Brown is turning into a touchdown threat, a red zone threat, and a decoy, right? Devontae Smith is getting off yeah. because A.J. Brown is just being bracketed and being locked up. So I think the Niners do the same thing. And I don't know. I think with the Niners and that front seven that they have, I know there were a couple times during the the losing streak where some teams were able to run the football. I don't see DeAndre Swift being able to do what he's been doing 
And uh, the weapons are great, but I feel like they're going to be able to shut down Swift. They're going to be able to shut down A.J. Brown, and that just leaves, okay, Devontae Smith, you're going to go Heisman and beat us by yourself? Right. There's just no way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely seems like it's the type of game where, like you said, if the Niners can get up by, you know, if they they get the ball first and they score on their first Mm -hmm. drive and then stop the Eagles and can get another score – that's where that game really starts to to head in the Niners' direction. The problem is if that game remains close, if it becomes a, a one-score game and yeah. the Niners just can never get their offense going, that's where it lends itself to the Eagles doing what they've done for, yeah. it feels like, all season long right. and just – just essentially wait their time for that one big play to Devontae Smith uh, to kind of, you know, open the door for for them to to win the game. It feels like this the Eagles team this year is like the Eagles don't have to play perfect mm-hmm. to win, but you have to play perfect against the Eagles to right. win, which is maybe it's a positive for the Eagles in the sense of they haven't even shown them, shown us all their best performance and still are what, ten and one now. Mm-hmm. But it, it does make you feel like there is opportunity to open that game up if you can force the Eagle. If you can, first off, I think, obviously, first and foremost for the Niners, we've seen they're a much different team when they have the lead. First and foremost, get the lead. But then if you can continue to force the Eagles to, to just look sloppy, mm-hmm. force turnovers, I think that's the biggest thing that's kept Eagles in the game is the fact that they, they end up becoming even, if not winning, the turnover battle. And the one game they've lost to the Jets was the game where – you know, Jalen Hurts throws Zach three Wilson. interceptions and Zach Wilson Only is able guy. to beat them. So <laughs> I think if Zach Wilson has been able to beat the Eagles, granted that's their one loss of the year, but if you've watched the Eagles enough times this season, they leave more than enough opportunity oh, for yeah. those games to be stolen. The Niners just have to capitalize. And frankly, that's what a team of the Niners caliber should be able to do that other teams can't, is capitalize in mm-hmm. moments that are opportunistic. And the Niners, with all of their weapons, should definitely be able to do it. It's just a matter of facing all of the adversity and meeting that challenge. And that's obviously really tough, especially when the biggest adversity of it all might be they're playing in Philadelphia as well. Yeah, and, you know, we've had conversations about home field advantage, how much it matters. I think the Niners are going to embrace it. Sure. I think they're going to embrace. They're going to get a lot of hate at oh, that stadium. Oh, yeah, I mean, and, I, and I think they're ready for yeah. it. Hassan Reddick, we'll get into his quote a little bit later in the show, but if you look at the teams where the Eagles have played with fire, all those teams are missing something, right? Yeah. The, the Chiefs. The Chiefs should have beat the Eagles, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling Just is not a number one or number two or, dare I say, number three <laughs> wide receiver. And he got butterfingers and he dropped the ball. Yep. Now let's go to the Bills. The Bills. Gabe Davis, a guy who hasn't been able to put it together. Him and Josh, uh, Josh Allen, a guy who's had an up and down year for as great as he played yesterday at the end where they could have Won the game, miscommunication. The Niners, they don't have those holes, right? Yep. So even if it's a close game, the Eagles have tried to trick it off. They play a hot potato. Here, you take the win. And teams have just said, no, you take it. And they've given it right back to the Eagles. And I should say that the Eagles took it, but there were opportunities. So with that being said, who has impressed you the most or who impressed you the most over the break? The yeah. Kings, Niners, or... Sac State, Come stingers on. up, Sac State stingers up. A great win. Uh, that feels like an honorable mention. I shout out, shout out, Sac State. But I feel like their real test is this week when they play South Dakota. So, mm-hmm. we'll, so we'll, we'll we'll wait another week on Sac State. But I mean, it's tough to not be incredibly impressed by the Niners. Like their their performance against the Eagles was just an absolute domination. Yeah. Like that that game was was over by halftime. And in 
you know, the the way they did it, you know, the I don't think the Seahawks really were ever a legitimate threat to the Niners. I don't think anyone ever put them in the same category, but you know, the Eagles or the the Seahawks have been it's able bird. to it's, it's actually it's I, I saw bird. this thing, it's a bird <laughs> stretch for the Niners because they have Seahawks, the Seahawks, Eagles, Eagles Cardinals. And, Cardinals, then Ravens. Oh my! Gosh. So it's a bunch of birds. Too many. Bunch Too many of birds. birds for the birds. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, I think the Niners just showed the class in which they are, and you know, as if they're going to continue to just string together good wins here, I, I think that it's been a really, really good bounce back after those three straight losses. Like for them to to collect themselves after the bye and you know beat beat a, a Jacksonville team that's that was really good at the time. And, you know, the Bucks have, have been okay or at least mm-hmm. scrappy throughout this season. I think it's been a good recovery for the Niners in, in the fact that they just destroyed their division rival. Uh, I, I was really impressed by them. Just, just you know, it's it's kind of what we've expected, but I think uh, just the the dominant fashion in which they did it was, was, I mean, it didn't help or didn't hurt also that the other Thursday games were absolute trash. Yeah, and right. I mean, the Cowboys were in this part of the cycle with the Cowboys where they're beating up on a bunch of bad teams, yeah. so people will believe in the Cowboys again. I'm actually going to go with the Kings simply because I didn't believe in the Seahawks. The Seahawks were basically the bootleg Eagles, where they were winning a bunch of close games right. that they really shouldn't have been winning that close. and But but instead of doing it against the Chiefs and the Bills, they were doing it against the Rams and the Cardinals and teams right. that aren't very good. I think if you are a Seahawks fan, this might be good for you because now Pete Carroll and, and Seahawks brass can say, okay, there are levels to this. Sobering Gino, expectations. Gino was, Gino was a nice story. And, sure. hey, shout out to Gino. They wrote me off. I didn't write back, though. Shout out to Gino for making something of – his career in, in, a, in a capacity of a starter, but that's over now. Yeah. I don't know what they do. Obviously, the the Cardinals would never deal uh, Kyler Murray in division, but you got to go somewhere because it's not just Geno, but you got weapons. You yep. know you have weapons. It's everything else, right? You got, the defense is young. Mm-hmm. Defense is going to improve, but Geno, you can't take that many sacks. It, it's a good run. They have to move forward. So, I wasn't as high on the Seahawks, and even though the Niners, they got their revenge from all those Thanksgivings ago and they got to eat the turkey leg, good for them. I'm going to go Kings, though, because the Kings, after getting their doors blown off to the Pelicans, how would you react? You don't have Keegan Murray. You're banged up yourself. Trey Lyles, what are we going to get from you? Immediate impact, even though they lost to the Pelicans. And then coming back and beating the Red Hot T-Wolves. And everybody had said, these are the t- this is the team, or these are the teams that bother the, the Kings, athletic and long. Well, the T-Wolves were both, and they did not have problems with them. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we are breaking down more of the Kings and a stat that is just a little bit bizarre and what to make of it. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacramento has a new tag team in the midday. It's Styles and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. We will be joined by Emil Fergoso, Sacktown Sports. 49ers insider at 11 to talk all things Niners, Seahawks, Niners, Eagles, Niners versus the Birds. It's for the Birds. But right now, we want to get into some Kings stats and facts. And Chris, you found an interesting one that we were trying to figure out what to do with it. And as we break it down, maybe as we talk it out, we, we can get to the bottom of this. Yeah, shout out uh, our very own Frankie Cardicelli, who I think was was the first person I saw mention this uh, immediately after that New Orleans game. 
uh, on Friday or on uh, on Wednesday, and I I just I saw it, and I was like, I I'm not really sure what to do with that, and it's mm-hmm. actually kind of similar to. Uh, Last week, I recognized that the the Seahawks kind of had had a, an mm-hmm. interesting who they've beaten and who they've lost to. They've lost to the Rams twice already, uh, but the Kings obviously are, are now nine and six after that game uh, on Friday against the Timberwolves. And the Kings have only lost those six losses have came from three teams. The Kings have the fewest have lost to the fewest opponents of any team in the NBA so far this season, if we want to call that right. uh, a stat. That's a cherry-pick stat for you. But right. the Kings have lost two to the Warriors, two to the Rockets, and two to the Pelicans, and have beaten everybody else, everybody else, including Dallas, including hmm. teams like Minnesota, including you know OKC, yeah. Cleveland. Like They've got some really good right. wins on their resume. They just also have back-to-back or not back-to-back losses I guess back-to-back losses in two of those cases but have multiple losses to uh to teams that you know are are in the playoff I would say in the playoff hunt yeah. so I, I I'm just not quite sure what to do with it I'm not quite sure if it means something I don't know if it's just a cute little mm-hmm. cherry pick stat or or what but it definitely definitely doesn't bode well for a playoff series that's no for sure. I mean if you're, no. if you're if you're playing teams back-to-back opportunities or at least twice in a truncated amount of time mm-hmm. and you can't figure out adjustments to win the second game I mean that's that's exactly what playoff series are about so right little concern yeah a little concerning it's also obviously not to directly compare it to playoff games because that first one against the Pelicans was after a back-to-back right. so that wouldn't happen in the playoffs but it is a little it is a little concerning. Now, you look at the Houston Rockets. You didn't have De'Aaron Fox, and mm. you would hope that you would have De'Aaron in, in a, a playoff sure. series. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with it as we joke about certain as we joke about certain stats with Brock Purdy and mm-hmm. the air yards before 2 p.m. on a Sunday <laughs> and under pressure, right? So, I, I don't want to read too much into it, but it does feel like it does feel like when a team has the Kings number so far, they haven't been able to overcome it. I think it means even more if they lose to the Warriors tomorrow night because that's three times now. Right. And you don't want these teams – you don't want it to stack up, right? So, okay, well, the Warriors have our number. and Hopefully, we just we don't, don't have to face them. the Warriors, right? right? But then it's like, okay – the Pelicans kind of have our number, and hopefully we don't have to play them. At some point, you're going to yeah. have to beat some of these teams that have had your number, and I know the Rockets have regressed a little bit, but same to them as well. Yeah, I wouldn't put anything on Mike Brown or the coaching staff yet Yeah, as far as being able to make different changes and, stuff, and right. adjustments because both those games against the Warriors were competitive, and they were yeah. missing Second De'Aaron one Fox. Was, uh, without right. Yeah. The so first what, one was no Draymond for the Warriors. Is, did De'Aaron play in that first? He did play in that first New Orleans game. So two of those games didn't, didn't have right. De'Aaron in it, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, out of the – you're talking about out of the – the, oh, the, the games Houston game. Yeah, they didn't play Houston. So he's, they're three and three, I guess, with, right. with and without De'Aaron. In so I'm not doing too much with it, but I will say that, you know, I think everybody is only okay, not okay, but I feel like everybody is understands that there might be more things in play here when facing the Warriors. Right. So that one, I think, is different. I'm not really worried. I'm, I'm still you don't more, see a common link. Between no, I'm the still more so teams. worried about the Warriors if I'm a Kings fan than the the Rockets. Just throw it out, burn the tape. Yeah, that's Pelicans fair. maybe, but again, who knows what the heck yeah, the Pelicans? Because right. I saw actually two games later who wasn't playing Zion <laughs> Williamson. So that is just a flash in the pan to right. me until it's not. 
But the Warriors thing to me, it's and that's concerning. why it's Dave yeah, it starts to get concerning. was leaving the studio, and Dave was saying, this is a big deal to me, right, mm-hmm. for the Warriors to get this done. And I think a lot of people, I felt like this the first two games, right? Not as much against the the Warriors the second time right, because there was De'Aaron. no De'Aaron. Right. But this one, I think just, and I'm going to keep saying it, Mentally, I just it would be nice for the Kings to get a W. Yeah, here. you got to get over that hurdle. Yeah, I mean at this point, this is now three straight losses to the Warriors, including that playoffs. If you don't want to count preseason as well, so mm-hmm. you're right. Like you kind of want to get that mental hurdle out of the way. You don't want to lose four straight to this team. You don't want to, you know, go through everything that the Kings have gone through since they last played Golden State and mm-hmm. still feel like okay, maybe we haven't really progressed or learned any lessons along the way. And it feels like the Kings and the Warriors are so evenly matched, or, or even if you don't believe they truly are, it feels mm-hmm. like that that head-to-head is at a st- such a stalemate right now that yeah. you just want the Kings to kind of to get over that hump and get the win because they should. They should, realistically, if those teams play – 10 times it feels like they should go five and five not yes have the warriors go you know win six in a row or anything like that so right. it feels like it's the king's time to win and if they don't win this game they don't really play them again until the end of the season you don't have that opportunity to truly just kind of check some things off you know you, you want this season to feel different than last year you don't want it to feel like you're you're doing the same thing or in the same spots you want to feel like you're better and i feel like this can be like an emotional, okay, let's beat the Warriors, let's win this in-season group, and then we'll move on to that, see what happens. But the the season almost really starts after this. And and I think it's it's one of those games where, yeah, I mean, the thing Dave brought up is, is this a must-win? I mean, spiritually, I guess it's not a must-win because right. they can still uh, make the in-season tournament. They obviously can still have success this mm-hmm. season if they don't beat Golden State, but – it does feel like a real opportunity for them to make a statement, not only to the Warriors, not only to the NBA, but also to the fan base and to the Kings themselves that this is this year is different and we we have learned through this little rough patch or whatever you want to call this uh, this stretch that they've gone through of lo- of a roller coaster here mm-hmm. uh, that they're that they're on another side of it. So I I, I would like to see them. I mean, I kind of want to see them handle the Warriors too. I don't, all I don't right, feel like right. it's not handles in like twenty five plus. Just get but the w. Of course, get the W. But like, I, I, I want it to feel like that Minnesota game on Friday. Yeah, like it feels like they should be capable of that. I think that's the most frustrating thing, right? We talked earlier in the show about primetime games and you know the Raiders playing versus the Eagles, Bills, and the Warriors are always on. And we yeah. talked about hate watching. I know y'all out here in Sacramento hate watch the Warriors. And I think that is the most frustrating thing because the Warriors saying this isn't a rivalry is is not true because they definitely always put their best foot forward. The Warriors are always on primetime. We just saw them and they, you know, the Spurs aren't very good, but they beat the Spurs and Wembanyama. I think was that the game that it was, was spelled Wembanyana. They spelled yes, his yeah, name wrong, his right? Name wrong. I was don't, that on Friday? And he was yeah. not happy about that. And he shouldn't he shouldn't be. But you see the Warriors play against these teams, and they're not that good. Mm-hmm. They're just they're sleepwalking. Clay Thompson is is his twin brother, Clank Thompson. 
Andrew Wiggins just doesn't feel like being out there. He's, he just feels like he'd rather be doing something else. Draymond ain't playing. He's doing something. And then it's Steph to the rescue, maybe towards the end. And that's how a lot of these games have gone. They have problems with rotations. Oh, we should be playing the younger guys more. Right. Uh, Moody and Kaminga have been better than Clay and Wiggins, but Kerr continues to play them. And then they come down to Sacramento or Sacramento goes down to the Bay and all of a sudden they are the they're back to 2018. They're, they're back to 2018, <laughs> 2022 yeah. even rolling and they're completely locked in. I yeah. think that is the most frustrating thing for Kings fans. And then for you to say, or Warriors fans, whoever to say it's not a rivalry We you watch their team every day, right? You can tell that there's more juice when they play the Kings than when they're playing some of these other teams where they're not even winning these games. I mean, they couldn't even the, the thunder. They can't beat these teams, but they, there is a different level when the Kings are in town or when they come to Sacramento. And I think the one thing I would be worried about, and I don't know if worried is the right word here, but it's the fact that the Kings kind of know that yeah. and just the Kings pressing. Yeah. And I think what we saw was maybe that game one was more pressing and it just turned into De'Aaron Fox show. Game two, the Kings felt like, hey, we're playing with house money, mm-hmm. right? We're playing with house money and we, we're we just going to go out there and play our game. We don't have De'Aaron. And then basically you you really had an opportunity to win till the end. This is probably the first the first opportunity since that first time they played the Warriors where this is a game where there's, whether you care about the in-season tournament or not, there's something on the line. Exactly. You control your destiny for the second time in as many as what? Six months yep. against this team from <laughs> about an, same hour, place. an hour and a half away. Same place. Yep. So what are you going to do? I think that it's going to be a different vibe whether fans want to admit it or not, especially when you think about that second game in San Francisco where – Hey, we're just out here playing. Right. We we shouldn't even be in this game. And then you play you got to play loose like that again. Yeah, no, I think you you hit it right on the head there but with the reason why you want to beat them so bad also is that mentality that you're trying to break. You don't want like you said, the Warriors play differently with, mm-hmm. against every other team in the NBA, but against the Kings, they almost feel like Okay, this is our get right opportunity. We know these guys. Right. We own these right. guys. These are palate They cleanser. like to to get up for like they're gonna give us a good game, yeah. but in turn, like it it fuels us as well. And you want to eliminate those feelings. You want Golden State to feel uneasy. It shouldn't feel like ah, this is almost like a second home for us. Which I frankly do feel like Golden State is gonna come in here tomorrow, and they're gonna feel like. Oh yeah, same. T- oh yeah, you know I remember these locker like this is Draymond said it. We're gonna play the audio later, but. It is a little bit like a Game 7 Part 2. It's, of course, not nearly the implications, not nearly the the amount of stress that goes into a Game 7. But like you said, this is for in-season tournament clinching. Like, there are some things on the line that make this a little bit more than a regular season game. So I want to see the Kings take the Warriors' best punch and, and want the Warriors to feel good heading into that game so that when the Kings, or if the Kings can beat them, mm-hmm. eliminating some of that good feeling that the Warriors clearly have when they play the Kings, and especially when they go into that building. Because I know Steph views Golden 1 Center as part of his building. As oh, well. yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to get the incense going. Yeah. And I'll give you this. <laughs> Most recently, Steve Kerr just released a quote about the in-season tournament and veterans. Oh, boy. Okay, it's, I, it is a really important quote that I want to read when we get back. But we do have to take a quick 
DraftKings break as we get to Emil Fergoso. We're going to talk some Niners. And don't worry, we're going to talk Niners. And right after that, we're back to Kings. We're back to Warriors. We are back to the Steve Kerr quote. We'll see if it rains true when the Warriors come to town tomorrow night. Styles and